Hey, before you hang up, say this. Sure. This is Steve Pavlina, and you're listening to Vroom Vroom Veer. Do you want me to say it like that? <laughs> you say it, say it how Steve says it. Okay. This is Steve Pavlina, and you are listening to Vroom Vroom Veer. Perfect. Good. There Thanks, you go. brother. Later. Okay. All right. Take care. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hey guys, it's me, Konnichi Gazaimasu. Welcome to the show. Thanks for subscribing. My guest today is awesome. She likes craft beer. Her and her husband uh, do craft home brewing. Very close, not very far from where I live in Southern California. Anyway, she is Lauren Gagioli. Uh, you can find out more about her at Lauren Gagioli on the tweeters. Uh, she's got a, a site for her business called HigherScoreTestPrep.com, where she's uh, she's a ACT SAT tutor. And she's doing that online now, mostly, so she doesn't have to drive around as much, which is awesome. And we talk about that being one of her veers down the road. But how did she get there? She was rooming first. Um, anyway, she also has a podcast, and that podcast is called the College Checklist Podcast. Check that out. She talks to people in the ACT, SAT uh, higher education world and getting your kids in where they need to be. So let's uh, let's get into it. And here is my chat with Lauren Gagioli. Are you ready to thoughtfully steer away from your revved up, frenzied, and far too often scripted life? Then welcome to Vroom Vroom Veer with Jeff Smith where he guides you down the road differently traveled by sharing unique experiences with guests who have managed to shift away from a life stuck on cruise control and veered their way into a more authentic and fulfilling one in all sorts of interesting and kind of remarkable ways. Get ready to Vroom Vroom Veer with your differently traveled road chauffeur, Jeff Smith. Gagioli, how's it going? Welcome to the show. It's going great, Jeff. Thanks for having me. You sound so amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you. You've updated your gear over there. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, doing I love your, my setup. <laughs> you're doing your own podcast. Mm-hmm. That's why. Okay. It's, see, it's it's cool to to interview or chat with other podcasters because generally speaking, they have better gear. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a little bit of a tech geek. So I, I like this stuff is fun for me. So sure. I, I already have ideas of, of what I want next. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually just had a geek uh, epiphany right before I sat down and started to talk to you because I had my mixer all jerry rigged where it, I had a wire running from the headphone jack of my microphone into one of the inputs of my mixer. And it worked mm -hmm. great. Right. But mm -hmm. for whatever reason, that setup had like this tiny little annoying buzz that I spent hours and hours and hours in post trying to eliminate. <laughs> oh, man, that's the worst. When you just get that one little yeah, thing, it's just like, one <laughs> well, good. So in between for the 30 minutes before the show, I started messing around with this other idea and I got it to work without that jerry rig. So now this is you this is the first show I'm experimenting and I'm not hearing that annoying buzz. Yay. And That's I'm, awesome and I'm, I'm glad seeing... you were able to put it back together right. in 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> That's always the the test right, right there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. I was just, you know, it, just playing around until it works. Sometimes geeking out, you know, pays off. Absolutely. Okay. So you uh, we talked a little bit about rooming and veering. So um, vrooming, for those who haven't figured it out yet, is like uh, life on autopilot. I'm sure you've been there before. Or Groundhog Day. Or, you know, in a positive vein, it's just like your happy flow, right? But the key difference is, is you're not really super conscious. Your awareness is kind of like head down focused. Let's get shit done. <laughs> yes. And we all have these periods in our lives. And then something happens to kind of wake us up, right? So let's talk about some of your rooming and veering, starting 
um, in your college days. So before you get into the beer, tell us a little bit about what your vroom vroom period was like before the big college beer. Absolutely. Well, I think I would I would start actually in high school. I think high school was my vroom vroom. I was okay. very academic. I was, you know, doing AP and IB courses. Um, you know, really like you just said, had my head down, working hard, had those uh extracurriculars in the mix as well. I was kind of that that student who was always at the top of her class. And I, you know, I, I worked hard to get there and to stay there. And so there was no time to look up and think about what I wanted. And then as I went to college, um, I, I was applying and I knew it was the wrong thing for me, which when you are that profile student, I think a lot of people look at you as like, well, you're going to go to, you know, the whatever, the Berkeleys and the, and the Harvards of the world. And there was that expectation, but it didn't feel authentic to me. And I had actually expressed that to my parents and <laughs> they, they are very generous people, but they, and they had offered to pay for my college, but they sort of held it over my head that if I didn't go right away, that offer was off the table. So it was sort of, you have this, from my perspective, a free college degree, or you can go down this unknown path. And to be fair, I was I was scared to let go of the certainty of that piece of paper. And we'll get to what I do now. It's kind of ironic that this was my kind of split. This was my veer because my parents did say also generously, hey, you know, you worked really hard. You can get a degree in whatever you want. So I chose my passion at the time, which was theater. And so I went to NYU, you know, again, that kind of name, name brand school, and I got a degree in something I was passionate about. And so that was very different for me. You know, all through high school, I had been surrounded by these students who were, who were very academic and very, very focused. Um, and then I head to New York, and I'm with a bunch of actors. I'm a very small fish in a very big pond. And it was unsettling. I think that's the first time in my life I have not felt comfortable and confident with what I was doing. I was doing well, if you look at the metrics, but it was an unsettling experience, to say the least. So, you know, head down, working hard, vroom, 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 and then all of a sudden I'm in this completely new world, you know, Southern California girl, all of a sudden in New York City, and I had to I had to grow up pretty quickly because I didn't have very many people I could rely on there. So, <clears throat> this, this have you ever watched the TV show Shameless on HBO? I have not. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> is well, it good? It is really good. Uh, I, it's it's good because it's sort of like um, it's about these like people in Chicago. It's like a family and their friends in Chicago. The dad is a total drunk uh, and really, really a bad guy. Okay, but mm. you love him anyway. <laughs> so it's this <laughs> sort of like dramedy, right? Okay. Um, where every season it starts off as like you know they're goofing on the whole absurdity of the situation right Mm -hmm. and they'll take you on this sort of like starts in the middle where everything's happy and funny and then somewhere in the middle ish everything just falls to hell and it's like really seriously low and you're like i can't believe i'm watching this but you know that they're gonna pick you up and take you back out of the hole but anyway um this season one of the kids uh one of the teenage sons was like a genius in high school, right? Mm. In Chicago, but, you know, in the projects, you know, in inner city schools. So he's really a genius, but everything was always easy for him. And when, and, and does, <laughs> in spite of everything, you know, everybody's trying to help him, trying to give him a leg up, and he's just like screwing everything up. And mm. finally, he gets uh, enough people to say, wake up, idiot, go to school. And he gets a full ride scholarship, right? But mm-hmm. he goes through what you did. He had the same beer, you know. Now, everybody is smarter than him. Not, well, that's not true. They're not necessarily smarter than him, but it's like they're more dedicated and they've had to work harder where everything was easy for him before. And mm-hmm. he was just sort of like, it was easy for him to show up and take a test and get an A. 
He would right. he was acing everything with like minimal effort. Mm-hmm. Where here it's like he's got a job, he's got to do work study, and he's just can't keep up, you know. Yeah. With and so he has to ramp up his level of effort. It's just like what you were saying that um, the uh, the 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 little fish in the big pond. <laughs> yeah. That's that's perfect. So what yeah. was it? What was it like? I mean, was it a time management challenge? Was it just an overall overwhelm? Describe I it a think, little bit. I think it it was something it. I didn't realize it at the time, but the thing that that caused me to feel so unsettled about it is something that came up later. First of all, I wasn't with my people. Actors, as much as I value their talent and and really love a lot of people who are actors, in fact, some of my best friends are. Right. As a, a community, it it's not it doesn't fit me right. necessarily. Like right, I right. had I had a gal one time look at me. I said, okay, you know, it was after rehearsal. I was like, okay, I've got to go home and and do my reading for my class tomorrow. And she looked at me, she goes, oh my gosh, you actually read? (laughs) I was going, uh, yeah, my parents are (laughs) plunking down five figures to get me through this, you know, every year to get me through this. You better believe I'm going to do the studying I have to do to get the grades. Right. And it's just that mentality. It wasn't everyone, but it was more pervasive, I would say. Yeah. So, you know, it was, it was definitely a disconnect from that community. And then on top of it, I was so used to working hard and working hard meant you get, you get a certain payoff, you get the grade, you work hard enough, you can get the grade. Right. Well, with acting, what if your teacher doesn't like the way you delivered that line? It was a choice you made, but it doesn't mean that they're right. It just means it was a difference of opinion. Totally subjective. Yeah. So there was this challenge of, hey, like you're this was my interpretation. This was a choice. I wasn't slacking off in the work, but I could still not get a good grade or not please my teachers or, you know, and it was just it was a struggle. It was it was kind of a are you being authentic to your choices, Lauren, as an actress? Or are you supposed to mimic what this person is telling you to do, even though from an acting standpoint, you disagree? And technically, they're not your director. They are your teacher. They're supposed to facilitate your learning journey. So again, I couldn't have articulated it at that point. I just knew I was miserable. This is an after the fact sort of thing. That yeah, you, you got a little perspective on it after the fact. Yeah, that absolutely. Makes sense. Sure, sure. Yeah, so so that veer was it was a long, long, long veer because I <laughs> you know continued. if you veer long enough, then you, you, it's a it becomes a vroom, right? Yes, but you, yeah. You get into like this sort of like adapt. You have to adapt mode, and that is like a long term veer. You're That's you're a- kind of like uh, you're you're ramping yourself up to meet the needs of a new environment. Absolutely. I, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way, but there, there were, there was years that I was sort of in this, I'm uncomfortable in my own skin place. Ugh, and yeah. We've it, was all lived a, it was awful. We've, we all, we have all lived there. <laughs> Absolutely. That's like the worst though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can yeah. tell a funny story about that. Yeah. Uh, and this, this is going to sound a little horrible, maybe, but okay. I'm going to tell it anyway. All right. Um, so I was in the Air Force and I, you know, I had a love-hate relationship with the Air Force. Um, But towards the end, uh, where was I? I was here. Yeah, I've been here way too long. Um, But anyway, I had to take a trip from L.A. to somewhere in the desert, like Arizona or something like that. Because one of my troops was graduating from a, a school and... And I was his boss, so I had to go. <laughs> That's just what you do, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it was cool. But then I found out that um, my buddy, uh, who was another guy that was like two ranks ahead of me or one rank ahead of me, but like um, he was like, like one of the ranky type of people on the base, but also a Harley guy who liked beer. So definitely my people mm-hmm. <laughs> had no problem hanging out with this guy. We had already hung out. So I was like, yay, this guy's here. Right. And then the, the like number one enlisted guy for the base. It's also his job to go too, Right. Sure. And not a bad guy. Okay. Just not somebody I would want to hang out with in my social time. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, you know, and I'm, now I'm kind of stuck with them because we're all from the same base and they're like, oh, you're going too. let's share a car. I'm like, oh, <laughs> OK. Right. So anyway, long story short, um, we're out and we're in our uh, service dress. It's kind of like the tuxedo of, of being in a military uniform. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're like, well, what do you guys want to do now? And I'm like, well, whatever we do, let's go and change out of our monkey suits first, and and then we can hang out, right? And that yeah. just came out of my mouth, right? And and the guy that I like, you know, you know, I can't remember his name now, but he looks at me and he's like, I think he just hurt the chief's feelings because <laughs> I called the uniform he loved a monkey suit, right? And it was oh. totally innocent on my part, but it. I felt really bad <laughs> for us. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, this guy had, you know, was in the Air Force for like uh, coming up on 30 years and it was, it was really his life and he loved it. You know, he, what we said in the Air Force was he bled blue, right? Mm. And I was like, a, you know, I didn't, my, I didn't bleed blue. Okay. I was like a yeah. love Haiti kind of like, this is cool. This is fun. This sucks. This is cool. This is fun. This sucks. And I was always vacillating, you know, between what I, what I was enjoying. But I never liked being in formal wear. Had nothing to do with my patriotic, uh, you know, calling right i love sure. i love my country i just don't like being in any formal wear <laughs> and as one, we sit here and record in our pajamas yes. as podcasters <laughs> are wont to do <laughs> let me tell you the the other point of this story is the best jobs i like your yours and mine right now or we're you know in athletic attire because <laughs> it's comfy doctors uh and are wearing what they're wearing scrubs yeah. Which are basically pajamas. That's awesome. <laughs> and a fighter pilot, what is he wearing? Or any old pilot? Pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> the best jobs you get to wear pajamas. Absolutely. All right. So let's uh let's move on to your your next big veer, which was um your first career change. So talk a little bit about uh the vroom vroom before the career change. What was going on before that? Absolutely. So You know, I just thought I was being weird. It was just a bad fit at school. I got out as quickly as possible. As I said, I was very academic in high school. I had plenty of credits. I was able to graduate in three years, which my parents loved, save them a boatload. Um, So after graduating, I ended up moving back to LA. So as I mentioned, I'm from Southern California. I wanted to be close to family and friends. And there's frankly a lot more commercial opportunities in Los Angeles than there are in New York. So I knew that the life of a theater actress was was not in the cards for me. I was not going to do regional theater and be bouncing around. I knew I wanted certain things like a house and a husband and a dog. And, you know, it's hard to do that when you're constantly on the move. And a home brewery. And a home brewery, yeah. <laughs> we haven't gotten there yet, but yes, that You're is close. that is absolutely part of part of the mix now. It wasn't at that time. We're okay. Didn't, right. Yeah, Fair I enough. didn't start brewing until, gosh, probably two or three years later. Okay. Sorry, but, I interrupted. Sorry, sorry. No, that's okay. So for for a lot of reasons, um, I ended up back in in Southern California, and was pursuing acting and at the time decided to start working as a SAT and ACT tutor. So like I said, very, very academic background, really actually enjoy standardized tests. Kind of weird, I know. But my dad (laughs) used to call me the number two pencil nerd because I am not a morning person. But in high school, oh my gosh, Saturday morning for a test, you better believe I was out of bed and ready to roll. Like. Yeah, it just, I, and it was one of those things that I just was always good at. And I think it's easy to like what you're good at. Sure. So I liked it. (laughs) Wow. So, yeah. So there were little like clues along the way. Like a little uh, number two pencil bubble fill ins. Oh, yeah. So much fun. (laughs) So much fun. Are you kidding? That that, that is, that is kind of fun. Especially like repetitive. If, you, if you have absolutely no clue and you're just making a Christmas tree pattern or something. Do not say that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a tutor. Don't say that in my presence. <laughs> I know. And I never, ever did that. Not ever. I always Good. at least tried to guess. 
good. <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I decided, you know, it's really hard to get a serving gig and, and you need something you can do at night that tutoring really kind of fit the schedule, left my days open for auditions. Oh, okay, and then right. I was able to to drive to students' homes and teach them. Okay. So, so were you doing this on your own or this was job job? So this was a job job. Okay. And job, job. I'm glad I started that way. Um, I think my learning curve would have been much more flat had I needed to go out and recruit clients for myself. But yeah, by working with a large company, a whole thing too. absolutely. And it was only supposed to be part time slash temporary. Okay, you know, and it's this side is one gig. of those things. The side gig. Yeah, side hustle, right? right. So I, I was doing that, and I just found that I was so much happier going to my students' homes than I ever was going to an audition. You know, like heading out, it was like, wow, okay. you know, Look at that. This, this fits me better. And so I decided to stop trying to make it as an actress after about a year because okay. I looked at my bank account and went, I made enough this year acting to not pay my rent <laughs> once. <laughs> not for one month. Right. And I was working hard at it too. It wasn't, you know, I'm an actress. You know, it wasn't that right. it was, I was networking and I was getting to know people and I was meeting casting directors and I was getting great feedback. But again, the thing that sort of bothered me in college of you can be the best and somebody else can still not think that, right. you know, you can, right. you can be told even that you're the best for the part, but you don't look right. And which I actually got that note a few times. It was like, well, Okay, then if it's completely out of my control, why am I putting so much effort here? Right. And so that's yeah. when I decided to veer again. And instead of working for that big company, instead of pursuing acting and making that my thing, I decided to become an entrepreneur. Wow. And that changed cool. everything. Awesome. Yeah. So now, how long did you have the job job? I was with them for about, I'd say, a year and a half, maybe two years. Oh, that's not that bad. No. You were no. there long enough to to learn the ropes to the point where you were like, what do I need these guys for? They're just taking my money. Well, you know, I didn't, I, I'm very loyal. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't have that realization until they started hurting my students. What? So I had a few situations in which there were some customer service issues and within this particular company, it was very siloed. And the people who were doing the teaching, who were the face of the company to the client, had no power to make anything right if something went wrong on the office administrative side of things. Okay. Despite repeated contact with people on that side and friendships with people on that other side. You know, it wasn't it wasn't something I could control. And I thought, and that's when I started looking at the the numbers and going, holy smokes, you know, they're charging $150 an hour for me. I'm seeing $20 of that. Ugh. Uh, right. Oh, man. Yeah. Not okay. Not okay. And, and not even $20 an okay. hour is great for a part-time gig that you're not doing any legwork on. But when it's your full-time thing and all of a sudden they're doing things that are hurting your clients and you have no power to make the situation right, I could no longer be a face and an advocate for that company. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That so, just makes you feel like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it makes you feel like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is exactly the emotion. Ew. Ew. The ew emotion. <laughs> Did you see the video with Jimmy Fallon? Oh, I've seen a lot of them. He's so good. Okay, so go but on I don't YouTube think I've when seen you this get one. a chance, and I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes just because it's hilarious. There's okay. him and a rapper, and I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> oh, maybe Will I Am? I don't remember. Okay, but if you just uh, if you YouTube uh, search EW exclamation Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon L. Okay. <laughs> they're they're dressed. They're both dressed up like teenage girls, and and the name of the song is "Ill." <laughs> oh, this I have to see. This you have to see because it is <laughs> it is what you felt in that moment. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. That sucks. Okay. It does. So it does. So how hard was that veer? It doesn't seem like it was really. It sounded like oh, I get, I got this. I can do this. This isn't hard. Was it? 
was it rather smooth transition or was it a scary transition? What was it like? You know, I think in this in this room room veer world, yes. I feel like as you start to get closer to your path to what is truly a good fit for you, the veers start being less severe. Right. So for me, from that academic route in in high school, I took almost a 180 degree turn into this world that is not that academic when you really look at it, right, to acting right, right. And, and all that. It's it's based on other factors. And then to come back to it was a huge fear, to come back to those academic roots. And right, then right, right. to become an entrepreneur, I think, kind of melded the two. The things I liked about acting was sort of that I am my brand kind of thing, you sure. know, like I, that ownership You're selling yourself of your work. kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Now, some people can choose to also sell their souls in acting, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. not all, but some. Yeah, but, we, we could do like a whole like paper on, uh, on c- certain celebrities that, you know, have you ever had the idea that like a certain celebrity, like sold his soul and got like a 10 year run, you know, and then, then the deal's over and now their career is going to be in the toilet kind of thing. Let me tell you, the casting couch is alive and well. <laughs> it's well, <laughs> yeah, it's, and I don't, I don't play that game, you know? Yeah. And, and that's yes. not me. And, and that's also, it's not, again, not everybody. I don't want to make it sound terrible, but just the few experiences I had at a very low level, looking up the ladder, you kind of go, Hmm. I wonder, you know, <laughs> Did, have we talked about the show called, um, what is it called? Oh, um, that thing with that guy. <laughs> Did we talk about that? I don't know. I talked about, I've it heard about somebody. it's the documentary, it's right? It's a documentary and it's on Netflix. Yeah. You know what? I don't think it was with you. I think somebody else has recommended it to me as well. Again, I'll put a a link in the show notes. Um, But it's this it's this uh, it's a documentary and it's about all of these actors whom whose Yeah. Whose faces, you know, Mm -hmm. you will know all of their faces and none of their names. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Right. And these guys are like pretty famous. And, you know, it it really turned me around because I was like, after watching that and still, you know, occasionally watching some TV here and there and seeing these guys again and still not knowing their name. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And I'm like, wow, you know, I never really saw that pecking order, but if you're not, you know, like number one, number two, number three, and now there's big ensemble casts, you know, so, which is fantastic, which is, and I yes. love that that's the way it's going because there's so right. many talented people out there. Right, right. As long as you're on the show on a regular basis kind of thing mm-hmm. and not put in that guest star. <laughs> you know, guest stars, uh, from what the, these people talk about, are they, even like the the union crew are mean to you. <laughs> oh. They're like, like, you know, you're only going to be here one show. We don't have to be nice to you. And oh, by the way, don't eat the good food. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It, and, and, you know, it came, it really came down to the fact that, like you were saying before, they just don't need you. Yeah. You know, and that's just really icky. So there, everybody wants to be needed. Right. You know, right. Exactly. Now, on the other side of that, um, as you were saying that, um, I heard a re- the other side of this whole equation. Um, do you know who Robert Patrick is? He was the uh, liquid metal guy from Terminator 2. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, he's an actor and you would know his face. He's, okay. on a, he's on a CBS show now called Scorpion. He was the okay. liquid metal guy in, in Terminator 2. He was in a season a season or two of X-Files. But you would probably know his face, not his name. Um, but still, a relatively, you know, he's been working as an actor in movies and television for years and years and years, and he will continue to do so. And he started talking to uh, Chris Hartwick on the Nerdist podcast. Mm-hmm. And, and he always treats the audition as sort of like the show. That, has, that is his performance. 
Mm. And he would and he would do his best um, to prepare for every audition, very workmanlike, you know, and just mm-hmm. really, really get as much um, whatever information that he could use to prepare to do a performance during the audition, right? Mm-hmm. And, and kind of get a feel for, you know, like, what do they want? You know, and how can I get their attention? And how can I show them something that lets them know that I'm a pro and I know what the hell I'm doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he took it very seriously, you know, uh, and he got a lot of work, you know, yeah. and, and maybe, you know, when I heard that, I was like, ah, ah. kind of like looking at it as a, as a craft, you know, and not, yes. and totally detaching from this, is just looking at it as here, I, here's an opportunity. Cause when I, I did an audition for a commercial just for a hoot, right? Yeah. And I thought the whole process was stupid. And I walked away and went, I'm never doing that again. That was dumb, you know, <laughs> but I didn't prepare. I just showed up, you know right. what I mean? You know, and, and everybody could tell that I didn't yeah. prepare and just showed up. So yeah. Anyway. I wholly digress, Batman. <laughs> so <laughs> That's tell, okay. tell us a little bit about what it was like becoming an entrepreneur. So I had some safety nets in place. Okay, and good. And That's not a bad idea. Yeah. And it really came in the form of my parents supporting me. Um, I was living at home at the time and they weren't charging me rent. And they said, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, and as we get to my latest beer, I have other safety nets. I'm, I'm very grateful for the fact that I have been able to get into entrepreneurship as easily as I have because my journey has not been a harrowing experience by any stretch. So right. getting into, getting into the, the tutoring space is really easy. You need a car. You need a phone. You need an email address. You need a website. Simple static mm-hmm. website right. and and some books. You need some books. Yeah. <laughs> Overhead super low. And guess what? You can buy those books once you have the client and you can charge the client for materials. So really we're talking very basic. And right, right. so that was the easiest how did part you, of it. How did you go about getting the word out? So I had a network built up. I was being referred, not the company. And oh, okay. So, but, but I had to be very ethical about it. So what I did is I, I let the company know I was leaving and I said, you know, I will no longer be taking clients after this day. I finished up with a number of my students and I was careful not to mention where I was going. However, as I mentioned, I was the face of the company for that client. Right. So, you know, if they needed something, they always went through me. They, they had my cell phone number. Right. And so I would get a lot of people calling me. And this happened, you know, from day one with this company. People would call me and it was up to me to be ethical and redirect them to the office and say, hey, I don't do any of the billing or anything. You've got to go through the office, but I would love right. to work with you. Just let them know that I'm the tutor you want to work with. And that was happening from day one, which, by the way, you didn't get much of a bump for bringing clients in. wrong Right. I know. Right. You got to treat your people right. Yeah. But so basically you're you're doing business development. Right. Sales. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 Call it what it is. Absolutely. You're bringing business in and you're not seeing a dime of that. Yeah. Even. Very little. Very Evil. little of it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I did see something. some. Not a but, kick in the pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It but wasn't hello? something that it I was mean, like I would advocate do what for them. They they have incentive to do. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. So that was kind of the way it always went. And there were people within the company who would not redirect back to the office. I always did. Good but you. what happened was when I was getting these calls, now that I was no longer affiliated, I would say, look, if you would like to work with the company, by all means, here's their number. But I just want to let you know, I'm no longer working with them. And I will tell you, I don't think anybody was like, okay, great. Thanks. I'll call the company. They were like, no, you came recommended. And so that's how I got a lot of my business right off the bat. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. And yeah. ethical. Good for you. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, I think at, at all 
points, you just have to do the right thing. And even to this day within my company, and I should say companies because technically I still have my in-home tutoring company, I if I'm not the right fit, I tell people. You know, because there is a, a chemistry that has to happen between a student and a tutor. I can't oh, yeah. have a voice that's nails on a chalkboard and have a student want to work with me. That, that That's just not going to work. And it's not even something that's personal. It's just maybe they just don't like the way I deliver content. Okay, right. well, then don't work with me, but here's a resource you can use. Or, you know, like I just, if you're helpful and and you're honest, I think you'll you'll reap more rewards in the long run. So that's so always been you, my philosophy. Did you eventually start like doing your own marketing, or did you never need to do that? You were just all pretty much word of mouth. I've got to tell you, my marketing efforts always failed for my in-home company. Really? Always. What did, okay, list out a couple of things that try you tried and failed. I would do. Um, I would set up these uh, group meetings at libraries and, you know, nobody would show up. I would market it through the library. I would send emails to people that I knew or former clients and say, hey, I'm doing this information session and would you like to like share this with your friends, you know, that sort of thing. But I will tell you, the this was kind of all when the economy was crashing. Okay. So I kind of went out on my own in 2008 and maybe Ooh. it was 2007. Right, right. I forget Either which. Way. But I have to say the Orange County. The income is, is kind of yeah. like limited now, right? Absolutely. But it, Orange County didn't get hit really until 2010, I'd say. Okay. So I was doing fine. And I was like, great, weathering the storm, totally fine. And then as I moved out of my parents' house, now I have rent, everything dried up. <laughs> of so I was course. scrambling. <laughs> right. But fortunately, I think the... The thing that that saved me was the fact that I maintained relationships. So I had a couple of college counselors, private college counselors, for whom I was their go-to SAT and ACT girl. Okay. Now, my rates at that point were a little higher than some of the other people that they directed people to. And I think that that's really where I lost some of my business. But um, I, I maintained those rates. and Good for you. Weathered the storm, and at the other end, I I was able to continue to tutor, and my business bounced back because I was stalwart. I stayed with it, and and it became I, your vroom vroom. Yeah, so how beca- long it became did, the hustle. Yeah, how long did that last before you started seeing that next veer coming up on the horizon, so to speak? So I had lunch yesterday with a client who is I worked with his daughter. And he and his wife have a law practice, and they she, he in particular is very, very entrenched in social media. And so I, came, I, I will never forget this moment. I came down the stairs at the end of our session. She was doing great. She was a, just so smart and such a fun student to work with. So I come down the stairs, you know, given the report of how it went, and uh, he looks at me and goes, I looked at your website. Like, oh, great, you know, because I'd done it myself. I was so proud. And he goes, why aren't you on Twitter? I said, what? He goes, you're not on Twitter. You don't have a big presence on Facebook. What are you doing? I was like, uh, <laughs> I, I had uh, no answer. Right, right. I was like, Twitter seems stupid to me. You're on Twitter? <laughs> I was kind of surprised. He goes, right. yes, I am. And he said, and you need to be too. I went, Okay. That's and how we so, met. Isn't that ironic? <laughs> right? So we have Mitch Jackson to thank for that. Right. <laughs> because, right. Get on the Twitters, damn it. What yeah. are you, 60? <laughs> and my, my poor husband is probably very sad that I got that information. But uh, I love Twitter. I'm, I'm a, Twitter a Twitter junkie. junkie. Yes, you oh, are. I know. It's my favorite. That's about the only way we communicate. I know. <laughs> I don't think I've ever networking. gotten an email from you. Uh, not ever. Probably not. No, no. 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 But Twitter I hate you email. can do. <laughs> yeah. I hate email and I love Twitter. And it's so funny because I'm long-winded, as you can tell. Like, you'd think 140 characters or less would be a problem. No problem for me. Like, it's, I love it. <laughs> it's, it's Lauren Haiku. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> I oh, actually, I like it. I actually, um, I use um, Hootsuite. I'm thinking uh-huh. about switching over, though. To what? I don't know. Maybe Buffer app? Buffer. 
do Buffer. Are you on it's Buffer? It's so great. Yeah. I love Buffer. Are you paying a monthly fee? You don't have to tell me. Oh, yeah. Much. Yeah. I'm on a monthly fee for Hootsuite. The thing that okay. I don't like about Hootsuite is it won't let you have a duplicate tweet loaded at once, mm. which it seems stupid. Because if yeah. it's old enough, nobody remembers. And if it's like a quote, nobody remembers. And if it's from like, you know, like uh, the, it's a really good idea to retweet your old shows, especially uh-huh. your high traffic old shows. Yeah. Uh, well, they don't need to be edited. <laughs> You're just promoing the same show again. And it's right. been like three or six months or something. So sure. it's not like anybody's going to remember the, oh. the exact you know wording of the tweet but mm-hmm. anyway so yeah i've got then, another tool for you if you want to i have the edgar? perpetual cycle no perpetual cycle yeah okay i use social oomph. so social oomph.com is the bomb.com so i use social, social oomph. oomph okay mm-hmm. i use that for all of my like evergreen stuff so all my podcasts are in there this episode will go in there. I have a queue for all of the the guest shows I've been on, which people who have had me on love it because I just keep it cycling through. They get the continual, uh, you know, link juice and all that. Right. And then I use buffer for things that I am auto posting. So, you know, if I wake up in the morning, go into Feedly, pull out the articles I want to share, I can put them to all my different social media. I love that. That is like my favorite thing. So yeah, I use Buffer for for more of the timely relevant stuff. And right. I use I use social oomph for um the the the, the more evergreen. Uh, but evergreen. the cool thing about okay. social oomph, and I think you can do this in Buffer too, but you can pull from RSS feeds. Ooh, that's so I have one for the American Homebrew Association that goes to my beer handle every morning. So I pull one article out of off of AHA's site and it gets pushed out. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. You can teach a ninja course now on social media. Totally could. (laughs) I'm getting three tips that Uh, yeah. Three tools you need. Right. To manage your social. See now there you go. I might need to get yeah, I, I know that that the Hootsuite's not the best. It's one of the older ones. Yeah, it's and I've used it. It's just kind of like the one. Yeah, it's it's clunky. I get that. It is, and it's not, and it doesn't do the you know the the bulk upload sort of. It's it's just old. I think is yeah. Is, you know, and I've you know basically I use a spreadsheet, uh, a Google a Google Doc spreadsheet, mm-hmm. and that's my database of tweets. You know. Oh, why, that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, that is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I should do that. I should because you can export. Yeah. From from social oomph, so I should right. I should do that so I have them stored somewhere else because I don't right. I don't do that. That's it. Uh, it. So just make a Google sheet, right? Yeah. And then each what I I do is each guest has a tab, and it's uh, three days of twenty one tweets, right? Oh, and there cool. and the time is already made out. Um, and, it, and it just downloaded that from the autosked. So mm-hmm. that's just a copy and a paste. So I, all nice. I do is when, I, yeah, when it's time to, to promo a new show, I just uh, duplicate the last tab and mm-hmm. then update the dates and then make a new set of, of 21 tweets. Oh, man, we could teach a ninja course. <laughs> I know. And I made that's up awesome. that method myself. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And hey, that was free there. Yeah. <laughs> little nuggets, little social media <laughs> little, marketing nuggets in here. There you go. Little ninja Fantastic. Trips. Okay. So there's one more beer that we've got to hit on. And, yes. And this one is pretty interesting because I know a little bit about it, but not a lot. And I think there's the word the first in the country somewhere that I might have missed on the first go. And that's a big deal. <laughs> The so, first in the country? I don't know. I, that's that's mm-hmm. what I know. Okay. No, not so, in this one. Okay, so tell me. So, so the next move was Mitch. Mitch started it. It's all his fault. Okay. He got me on Twitter, right. which got me exposed to things like podcasts, right. weird little audio podcasts. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like the little thing that you're on now. Gotcha. Just yeah, and and. So I started to, as I mentioned, I was an in-home tutor. I went to my students. I spend a lot of time in the car. 
And so podcasts just saved me. I mean, I can't imagine what I would know today if I knew about podcasts when I started tutoring. Because I think about the, you know, two or three years that I did it that I didn't know about them. And I go, oh my gosh, like so much wasted time. Right. So. Especially if you're driving around LA and Orange County. You're oh my gosh. LA or Orange County when you're doing Both. all of your driving. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And for a so while I could, it was Orange County I could Orange not imagine the 405 LA. Without, without, um, without a podcast. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, With a whole absolutely. lot of them. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you need like With 10. like a back catalog. <laughs> yes. And I an iPod full of them. You know what? I, my favorite uh, driving podcast is not personal development or entrepreneur. It's either Nerdist or Car Talk. I love Car Talk. I love Car Talk. Those guys are hysterical. Yeah, one, <laughs> did, you, did you hear that one guy died? Oh, no. Yeah. I know. Sorry to make oh, you sad. Oh, I haven't listened in a long time. Oh, that makes me so sad. I know. Sorry. Sorry, bummer. That's okay. Bummer. Sorry, bummer. That's okay. They it always reminded the one, me. It was the guy that, w- it was his job to laugh. Yeah. Oh, he had the best laugh. He had the best laugh. They always reminded me, I, I'm not, I'm not going to know their name, but the Muppets, the like two oh, crotchety right, right. old guys, like <laughs> I just always envisioned them with these like Boston accents. It's great. <laughs> that is great. You know, and they were on movies too. I think they were in the on the first movie, uh, Cars. Oh, Click okay. And were in there. Yes. Oh, how funny! And they were in at least one. They might have been in two. Yeah. There, there was a second Cars. Yeah. I have it to was, think they'd bring them back. I, yeah. What a great show! But anyway, oh, so fantastic! Again, oh, that's sad. I again. So you yeah, got I know. Here tweeters, we go. And then you started listening to podcasts. Yeah. <clears throat> so Michael Hyatt. Um, I've it was heard about. Of him. This- yeah, yeah, that you know that guy with the small following. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so he ha- was just releasing platform, I think, when I found him. So I was learning a whole lot about like setting up online, you know, social media platforms and 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 how your your site is your home, and and I was learning all of that. At the same time, I found that other guy with a very small following, Pat Flynn. Oh, that guy. I think that I guy. might have heard of him. Yeah, and so. You know, Michael Hyatt talking about platform coupled with this smart passive income mentality was like, Eureka, my head exploded. And (laughs) why am I doing all this damn driving? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And that whole idea of stop exchanging time for money was like, whoa. And I think I was kind of right on the cusp of e-learning, which is like blowing up right now. I can't believe it. Like Chris Brogan has a course that I just bought yesterday because I'm just so curious to see what he's doing. Online course Uh, maker. He's going to be on my show. Is he? Yes. Oh, I love Brogan. He's awesome. He's the best. He's so cool. Yes. So between And he says, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) And And if you don't know, and if you don't know, Chris Brogan does a secret show after his outro. So everybody listening to Chris Brogan and not hanging out to the end, the end, the end, keep listening. Awesome. I don't know if you knew that or not. <laughs> I did not. I did not. That Check is a great podcast. tip. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. I don't want him to know I didn't know that. So you bought, <laughs> you bought another Chris Brogan uh, product. Yes. So okay. yeah, I bought his product. There's another gal I know who's putting one out um, in, I think, a couple of months. I mean, it's just fantastic what's going on with MOOCs and, and all sorts of things. So I'm kind of like on the cusp of that because it was January of 2014 when I launched my course. And it it just was such a steep learning curve for me. And I actually was doing my taxes this week. I was doing my mileage. And I almost had a panic attack because I was like, I don't know how I did this. Looking back on it, I don't know how I did this. And I I asked my husband, I was like, was I like just insane? And he just turned to me and he goes, I love you. So that shows you exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That was his response to that question. (laughs) Good answer. You've trained him well. (laughs) I Well, he's a smart fella. (laughs) He figured that one out on his own. (laughs) So, you know, it was looking back on it. It was it was a lot of work. I just went through it again. I, I guess I apparently don't like celebrating New Year's because I went through it again at the beginning of this year, getting my ACT online. Okay. Um. So this is and all so, pointing at you're you're putting all of your tutoring online. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's 
again, it's not a huge shift. It's not a huge fear. It's, again, just sort of repositioning how I'm doing oh, what I, I, I was always doing. That's. Uh, but you are still, are you still driving around and doing the one-on-one tutoring? Or is that petering out or ramping down? How would you characterize that? Are, are you, have you stopped doing I've it altogether? maybe three students this year. This year? Okay. Three meetings. But it's only April. Yeah, but I've had three meetings. So, okay. Which, that, to give you a comparison, I had 38 in January of 2014. Okay. So, so definitely on the downward a downward slope. Oh, yeah. And definitely I love it. on the downward I slope. I love it. So, and, it, it, explain to me how that works then. So, does the parent sign up? Uh, their child and then they they just sign up for either ACT or SAT and then everything's online and the computer is the tutor? (laughs) Kind of? Sort of. So it's one of the things that I wanted to do in building my course was to have it not be 100% automated. And while we did talk about not exchanging time for money, I still do believe in that. But for me, it's just reducing the time it takes me to teach a student. And so what I did is I I took videos of all the static things. So for instance, um, you know, a lesson on percentages, I teach that the same pretty much to every student. Okay. And you know, maybe the student has one extra question or you know, they have a trouble with that one question or whatever. But generally speaking the lesson is the same. The so I took the, the things lesson. Yeah, okay. Right. I took the things that were repeated and I captured them and edited them into into videos. Yeah. Okay. So there's about 10 hours of content that students have access to. And the ACT course, I just counted out, it's 78 individual videos. Uh, But students don't have to go through all of that. The personalization side of this is that I created custom syllabi to help every student at their level. So it's not just, hey, you're getting a 1500 on the SAT. It's you got a 500 in math and a 600 in reading and a 400 in writing. And so what I teach at those different levels is going to be different. What I assign at those different levels is going to be different. So I customize oh, syllabi okay. to match the student. So you're still involved in each student going through the process. Yes. Now the syllabi, but you're, it's a, you're just it's a doing coding a lot system. Less, you're just doing a lot less driving. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And then there's group review sessions online. So students still get to interact with me. It's group and it's no extra charge. It's built into the course because right. I, that's the thing I love. I mean, I, I mean, love getting to know my kids. I mean, that's I, the fun part. And you've got your life back because you're not wasting yes. all of that time on the 405. But I have one question. When do you listen to podcasts? You just quit, didn't you? I did. I did. It's so sad. <laughs> well, you can I, still do it when you work out or, or take a walk or something. And I do. Yeah. And I but do. But it's not as much. No. Yeah, and I, I have know. to say that is the trade-off I didn't think about. Right. Um, you don't, you, but I but think you, it's a good one. It is a, it is a good one. Because uh, yeah. for a while, one of my side hustles was driving for Lyft. And I was listening to oh. tons of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. But that got old. Yeah. So I had to stop that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think but you I, were doing it last time we spoke. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. what happened was, I don't remember the last time we talked when it was, but uh, September 12th, I think, of last year. <laughs> it was, so you it, do know. Yeah, there you go. I guess I do know. Um, no, I don't know. I don't remember when we talked. I remember September 12th. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that was good, though. Good catch. Um, uh, I got sideswiped on the 405, like very <gasps> close to my house. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, it wasn't that bad. It was the car drove away. It was just like, like just totally, it was a big tanker truck was avoiding another car and decided just to give me a little like uh, body work, you know? Oh my goodness. Right. So, well, that's scary. It was a little scary. Not too bad. Um, but my car was in the shop like over a month. So, and you know, that means you really can't drive for Lyft anymore. So yeah. what, you know, that was first off, like right away, I was like headed to Santa Monica to go spend the morning doing my, my lifting. Right. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I figured out that, well, hmm, I pretty much can't lift today. Woohoo! <laughs> I, was oh. really ha- I was really, really happy about that. <laughs> 
And then when I figured that out. That tells you something, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. And then when I figured out that I wasn't going to be able to do Lyft for at least another month, I was like even more happy. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that anymore because that's, yeah. that's not a hell yeah. And if it's not a hell yeah, don't do it. So anyway. Amen. 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 Well, this has been awesome. Jeez, we're almost an hour. Can you believe that? I can. We, we're chatty. You we and are I. chatty. <laughs> yes. And, and no beer this time. So my editing, my editing work will be better. Yeah, I apologize <laughs> because I thought about it. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a beer. And I was like, damn it. No. So I'm doing the four-hour body, the Tim Ferriss thing. And uh, beer is off the list. But on, I, can, I can have beer once a week on cheat, on cheat day. So, so, uh, that's why cheat day last week was at Liberty station. Uh, I love that place. uh, Yeah. And I thought of you, I think I tweeted you while you did. did. Yes. And I was like, I'm in love with Liberty station. I had no idea. First off, it was a pain in the ass to get to. Yes. It was kind of like, where the hell? I think we had to like do a U-turn like three or four times. (laughs) <laughs> the streets over there are very odd. They, they like are come in at weird angles. And, weird. Yeah. and then there's this over thing. And then what? What? I w- anyway, so finally we got there and it's humongous. I mean, they must have like, they could have like three wedding uh, receptions there at once. It's I'll big. Bet. It goes it's on forever. Really it's really big. Um, yeah. So, and then the other thing I liked about it was they have their own in-house brews. Mm-hmm. that don't go anywhere. And if you don't go there, you don't get them. Uh-huh. And they were really good. Did you have the Pale Ale 2.0 prototype? I did. My husband had it. That was delish. I was not a fan. Really? I, you know, it was... Do you kinda, like their it was kinda, traditional? I do. I do okay. like their traditional. Um, here's the thing. It was just unremarkable to me. But maybe hmm. I needed a palate cleanse. The the thing is is when and I'm a big hop heads, right? So I'm doing like sure. like the really, really big hoppy, right? And mm-hmm. then that was mixed in. So it's probably just my palate was a little like over hopped. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. Oh, yeah. you can do that. Yeah. We made we made a bacon habanero porter once. Ooh. And to do <laughs> the habanero, habanero, you have yes. to make an extract okay. with vodka. And then you like take itty bitty, you do it in an ounce, like you do it in a shot glass to figure out the right proportion. Right. Well, we way overshot the runway on the first one, nuked our palates. <laughs> the beer, we were like, we put just the teeniest drop and we're like, yes, that's perfect. Yeah. When we actually tasted it after like everything had calmed down and we'd already put everything in the beer. Yeah. We, we were like, oh no. Like we realized. <laughs> It was so spicy before that by comparison, it wasn't that bad. But coming from nothing, it had some serious heat on it. Right. (laughs) Right. Lesson learned. Have some saltines around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it can happen when you're drinking IPAs and stuff. Yeah. 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 The whole experience is amazing. I think I did like uh, between me and my wife, we shared like three of the four little four ounce flights. Nice. Three, three little four ounce flights of four. So awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Obviously, she drove. <laughs> oh, obviously. And they had, uh, she doesn't drink at all. So she just kind of like sips each one. But she did sure. drink all of the uh, hop tea. Did you see that? We saw it. We didn't have it. It's good. Is it? Yeah. The Very only, cool. I wouldn't I wouldn't get it if she wasn't there because it's like sure. five alcohol. What's the point? But <laughs> I'm I'm glad we did because it was like it was like all front end, you know, just huh. all hoppy in your mode nose and then it's gone. <laughs> like floral? Yeah. Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Floral and citrusy. It was nice. just like it was the front end of any really good hoppy IPA. That that had absolutely no, and then swallowing water, huh? That it interesting. Was, it was really weird. Mm. I enjoyed it. I didn't, you know, you know, a couple of sips. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Or you know, if you're in a situation where you can't drink but you want to have that fun, like I could yeah. be drinking one of those right now. It's the same alcohol level as uh, kombucha. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Awesome. This has been, again, awesome. So thank you uh, sharing your uh, Vroomy Very stories with me. <laughs> Vroomy Very. I love it. 
And uh, you're very welcome. <laughs> I have to remember now. Um, your site is higherscorestestprep.com. Did I get that right? You got it. That's it. And uh, where can we find you on the tweeters? Yeah. So if you just want to connect about entrepreneurship, that would be at Lauren Gaggioli. That's G-A-G-G-I-O-L-I. Gotcha. And if you are interested in more of the SAT, ACT side of things, I also do a podcast called the College Checklist Podcast, all about college admissions. Cool. Every aspect, I interview people who are in the world, both doing financial aid and and the college admissions side of things. I do solo episodes about the tests. So if you're interested in learning more about that, that's at collegechecklistpodcast.com. Um, cool. That'll just put you back over to my site and put you in the in the podcast tab. And then if you want to connect on Twitter about college admissions, I'm at higher scores. So S at the end, plural scores. And uh, those are probably the best ways to get in touch with me. Mm. Um, so yeah, come cool. on over, say hi. I'd love, I'd love to chat entrepreneurship or podcasting or test prep or beer. We could talk about I beer would, too. I'm thinking we need to get your husband to do a, a co-hosted podcast about brewing or something. Because uh, you, that's you and in, I that's were, in the are, works. are too busy. Yeah. Really? Good. Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> yep. We're, we've been listening to a lot of what's out there and we're not 100% thrilled. So we're, we're thinking that uh, that's our next venture. There you go. Just, yeah, it, it I there was a couple of uh, beer sort of craft beer and brewing sort of podcasts that I checked out before, but they mm-hmm. were dull. Yeah, you, you know you have to. It's like there there has to be a happy medium where you're not the over the top loud asshole all the time. But you know, you, and that's <laughs> the thing. I mean, we're not sensitive to language or anything like that. Like we're we're happy to listen to to things like that, things sure. that are a little off color. But some of them, it was like they were just shining it on and being bros to be bros. And yeah, yeah, you know that doesn't resonate top. with no, me. Not at all. And right. it certainly doesn't resonate with him either. It yeah. doesn't sound like it does with you. So I think there's right. there's there's a place in the world. So right. we're just trying to figure out what our, our angle will be. It's fun, but not you know the loud. Drink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 There you go. Well, Appreciation of the craft. There you go. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, let's do this again. I will. Uh, I will tweet you in six months to a year, and uh, <laughs> and we will catch up. Sounds good. All right. You have a good one. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for taking the time to ride along with us on another episode of Vroom Vroom Veer. For podcast info and show notes, be sure to head over to vvveer.com. That's triple V double E-R.com. Man, that's fun to say. And we'll catch up with you next time here on Vroom Vroom Veer.